Welcome listeners, wherever you are at the moment. Welcome to Faith FM, Positively Different. This is Fabiano with the Drive Time Program. Our theme for the week is the Bible and end time events. Some of the big questions we are wrestling with are, what are the steps to spiritual freedom? Who is the mystery man of prophecy? And what is the purpose of the temple? What is inside the lock? That will be the topic for tomorrow. And many more questions of which might be circling your mind will be answered, my friend. A lot of people are asking important questions today, especially considering the times in which we are living. And uh, the question, of, however, which we'll be wrestling with today is, what was the purpose of the temple and what did the symbols represent? I'm Fabiano, a minister to the, to the Meros Park, uh, as well as Sinai Seventh-day Adventist Church. And I have with me Helen Gray, a faithful student of the Bible and a passionate Bible teacher. She's also uh, 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 ministering to two churches here in South Australia. Helen, welcome. Thank you, Fabiano. I'm delighted to be here and I just love the topic we've got. Oh, praise it's God. one of my favorites. In yes. fact, I'm doing Bible studies with a group on it right, you know, as we speak. So, oh, wonderful. Yeah, it's yeah. just incredible. So oh, good, you. good. Well, hey, we, we are looking forward to the wisdom of which you will oh. share. <laughs> <laughs> well, let us begin with, the, uh, with our first song for this evening, and we'll be right back. Please stay with us. Is the day. 
Welcome again, and you are listening to Faith FM Drive Time with Fabiano Nyonghuru. And this week we are focusing on the theme of the Bible and end time events. And the question we are answering today is, what is the purpose of the temple? Now, some years ago, an Australian religious enthusiast, Michael Rohan, entered the Temple Mount and set fire to the Al-Aqsa Mosque. Having read an article in a religious paper, he was attempting to help the Jews rebuild the temple. The attempt failed and only stirred up a greater hostility. Plans are underway, Helen, to rebuild the temple. And so what was the significance significance uh, of the Old Testament te- te- uh, temple? And, and I want us to uh, um, wrestle with that question and some of the meanings behind the symbols. Uh, once again, before maybe we even go further, Helen, do you mind introducing yourself to the listener who might, have, who might be hearing you for the first time? Yeah, um, there's probably quite a few that don't know who I am. My name is Helen Gray, and uh, yes, as Fabiano said, that I am uh, love studying the Bible. I'm a student of the Bible, very passionate about sharing it, and uh, yeah, my main church is uh, up at Brighton. And um, I'm also still a member of Barossa Church, so oh, help wonderful. out there where I can as well. Yeah. Yeah. And this is in South Australia, of course. In South Australia. That's right. Yeah. That's right. Now, Helen, I've got a question. Um, and, and, and as I think about Australia today, we don't hear much about temples here in Australia. Um, what is a temple? Okay. In the summary, what is a temple? To make it very clear to people mm. and, mm. and very simplistic, a temple really is a place of refuge. All right. Um, there are temples in a lot of different religions. Okay. And um, not all temples, of course, are the same. That's right. The temple that we're actually talking about tonight, yes. was the, there were five different names for it. All right. And uh, it was one that God gave Moses, the pattern. Yes. Um of a heavenly temple. That's right. And Moses was to build this with the children of Israel out in the wilderness. All right. And it was called a sanctuary. And Wonderful. I guess most of us know the word sanctuary. Sanctuary, that's right. Yeah, a that's refuge, right. a sanctuary. Okay. Um, it was also called the tent of the congregation. That's right. And, you know, there were about five different names. But it was a place where people would come and worship. That's right. It was a place where there was normally an altar. In the pagan temples, it was an altar dedicated to their gods um, and idol worship. In the sanctuary that was built in the wilderness, it was an altar um, that was brought forward to worship God. And and ultimately, the altar and the lamb on the altar signified Jesus when he died on the cross. Wonderful. Got a lot of symbolism through it. Well, my friend, I'm pretty sure um, you'll enjoy this lesson today. Stick with us. We are going to be going through some wonderful um, Bible references as we seek to understand the purpose of the temple uh, and uh, the meaning behind the symbols uh, that we find within the sanctuary. When your life gets harder and the world gets worse, Jesus has the answers. Do you need the hope that Jesus will bring into your heart? What about your friends, family or workmates? Faith FM's free offer for you today is a life-changing book called The Great Controversy, filled with stories of hope and encouragement that are guaranteed to draw you closer to Jesus. To receive your free copy of The Great Controversy, go to faithfm.com.au or call us on 1-800-FAITH-FM 
That's 1-800-324-843. Welcome again, my friend. As you have heard, we are answering the question, what was the purpose of the temple. This is Faith FM drive, uh, drive time with Fabiano Nyonguru and uh, we have Helen here with us and uh, we are going to be looking into the scripture to understand the purpose of the Old Testament temple uh, as well as the meaning uh, behind some of the symbols uh, and we will of course uh, try to understand its uh, 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 implication uh, uh, for us today and, and uh, why we need to study this topic and understand it. So, Helen, just once again, for those who are listening, you, you've already mentioned that the temple was a an altar uh, uh, dedicated to God. Now, today, many other Christians are also looking at a certain place where they want to rebuild a temple. Yeah, but to give us just a little bit of background before we go into uh, uh, today's uh, today's topic. Okay, it is the actual, um, there is a group in Jerusalem uh-huh. that are wishing, I think it's called the Temple Institute. All oh, right. If I remember rightly, preparing for a new temple right. um, up there on the mount in Jerusalem. So so there are some plans underway. Yes, yeah. All right, Although interesting. Although somebody told me the other day, he didn't uh-huh. believe it was actually the Jewish people that were doing it. All right. But I don't know for sure. That's right. But, you know, there there is a place, of, there's three different lig- religions there. There's mm-hmm. Judaism, there's yes. Islam. There's Christianity. That's right. And not much of the actual original structures remain. Okay. okay. However, these people, they they believe, sorry. That's all right. They Mm. don't believe, unless they're a Messianic Jew, they don't believe that Jesus has already come. Okay. And so they are believing they should still have all the same same symbols in their in their temple. Interesting. And it includes making more than 60 sacred temple vessels. Wow. Including what they call the menorah. The menorah is a seven-branched candlestick. Right. And uh, we may or may not get in to talk about that tonight. Oh. But, you know, um, this is what the people think. Now, I guess the question we need to ask is, should the temple be rebuilt? Okay. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, I don't know if you want me to answer that one right away. Oh, no, no, we'll get we'll get okay. into that. That's one of my questions. And, All right. Yeah, mm-hmm. and uh, s- things like that. Do we need a high priest? Do we need a, an okay. offering or okay. what have you? Okay. But, you know, really the main, the main purpose mm-hmm. of the whole um, temple that we're talking about tonight, yeah. Yeah. it comes through in, and I guess you would probably want to bring this up straight off, correct uh-huh. me if I'm wrong, okay. in Exodus. And that's where you will read about, in fact, the Bible, Yes, um, Fabiana, the Bible speaks about this sanctuary, this temple, That's right Right the way from Genesis, okay. right the way to Revolution, Revelation. That's right. Well, many More people, than though, 50 chapters. But many people yes. usually think of, when they think of the temple or the sanctuary, they think of the time when God gave the instructions to Moses. So you are saying that actually the temple and the sanctuary we can find maybe references to it, yes. or you know, from way back. Yes, and in sanctuary into language. All right, absolutely, Interesting. because Interesting. it is very, very important. Okay, the the whole thing is it's a plan of salvation right. from the very start right. right the way through. Okay, and it's just absolutely amazing. The whole temple is about Jesus. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. Well, what was then the main purpose of the Jewish sanctuary? Okay, if we look up Exodus twenty five verse eight, right. it says there, and let them make me a sanctuary that I may dwell 
among them. Right. That that word dwell is very, very important because yes. it was always God's desire mm-hmm. to be with his special people in a very right. real and visible day. Why did he create Adam and Eve? Okay. He wanted to lavish the love on them. He wanted Wonderful. to dwell with them. Wonderful. He doesn't want to come to us today for a takeaway meal. He wants to come in and sup with us. He wants wow. to stay and dwell with us. Yeah. And Jesus is the same because if you look back on the name of Jesus when he was born or yes. when it was prophesied in Isaiah when he was going to be born, That's right. he, it said it tells you there that his name would be called Emmanuel. All and right. that means God with us. God with us. So All we've right. got the both there. You know, as the people traveled through the desert yes. um, after they left Egypt, God showed his presence by cloud or fire. <laughs> and the presence of God stayed in the sanctuary. And this way God went wherever his people went. It was movable in those days. Wonderful. So I, I, I like the fact that you emphasized that God wants to dwell with us. He wants to actually come in our midst, or should I even say in our hearts, Absolutely. and make you know his home in our hearts. Yes. Uh, so so, so I, I think what I'm getting out of this is that God wants to build a relationship with us. Absolutely. Ah, but when you think yeah, about it, okay. Fabiano, you've got, and tell me if I talk too much because I just no, no, love no, this subject. Right. No, you know, do. he wanted to dwell with us so much uh-huh. that he came uh-huh. in, in as a baby. Okay, okay. He came as a baby. How awesome is that? No, that is beautiful. He came to our yes, world. Yes. And if you, look at, if you look at the whole sanctuary, you know, he was, he was dwelling with God. So he was in the part of the sanctuary where God's glory was. Wow. And, and yet he gave up his divinity. Put it aside, I should say, mm-hmm. and he came as a baby. Wow. He grew up yeah. and he walked the Christian walk, mm-hmm. which was part of the sanctuary as well. Wow. He even went through the, the baptism yes. and, and to the cross for us. Now, we're talking about the King of Kings and the Creator God, mm-hmm. King of the universe. Hello. Yes, the Creator, the yes. Supreme God. All yes. right. Mm-hmm. And we're the creatures. Yeah, and okay. yet he he was willing to come that oh, far okay. because he wants to dwell with us. Well, that, Whoa, that's awesome, yeah. isn't it? Well, no, that is beautiful. And what did God show His people through the sanctuary? And what was what were some of the services uh, there in the sanctuary? Okay, well, I'm looking at um, Psalm Psalm seventy-seven thirteen. Yes. This was written by David, and David could see the wickedness, the evilness in the world around. That's right. He had actually fallen by the way at one stage. He was very remorseful. Okay, and he was a bit depressed about all of this. If you read the Psalm, yeah, and yeah. he finally came to the conclusion. He said, "What?" Well, I'm paraphrasing. He's saying, yes, "What? What course. should I do? How do I get out of this state?" That's right. And he said, "I know." Your way, O oh God, is in the sanctuary. Mm-hmm. Meaning? Meaning yes. that the sanctuary shows God's way to salvation. Wonderful. As I mentioned before. Wonderful. It's a prophet, a prophecy that outlines the complete gospel story in detail. Wow. You know, and to properly understand the plan of salvation, Fabiana, we just need to look at the sanctuary, mm-hmm. the services, which put in picture and form. It was That's like right. an object lesson. Yeah. And yeah. what was actually accomplished in the life and the ministry of Jesus. That's right. You you know, um, sanctuary in its service, it covers, as I said before, nearly half of the Bible. Oh, that's... that's Mentioned yeah, more, ni- okay. more than 90 times in, in the book of Revelation. Right. Is that important? It's, it sounds to be very important. Absolutely. Sounds, yeah. so, so, so would you say then that, uh, you know, the major teachings, or should we call them doctrines of the Bible, uh, can find their roots within the sanctuary? I believe okay. so. I yeah. believe so. In fact, okay. the studies that I've been doing, mm-hmm. um, you can link all 
all all the doctrines that our church That's particularly right. believe right. in, yes. and that all comes back to the sanctuary. It's hence, fascinating. Yeah. It is. It is. Hence, hence Are you the, getting excited? I, I am. <laughs> hence, hence, David said, "Your way is in the sanctuary." Yes, yes. So you want to understand God, you have to go back to the sanctuary yeah. and understand it. So this then, this this then is really. Uh, I mean, today's topic and today's discussion then becomes very important because we are actually studying now the sanctuary. Yes. So I've got a question. What was the central teaching of the sanctuary? Okay, well, mm. that's that's a good question. Yeah. Because there is so much in it. Let me just say the sanctuary is all about Jesus. Amen. But there is a text in Hebrews, Hebrews yes. 9.22, mm-hmm. which says, Without shedding of blood, there is no remission. In other words, without the blood flowing... Mm-hmm. The law that that we are supposed to be keeping, we couldn't keep it. You know, there wouldn't be the forgiveness of sins. It's the blood. And why the blood? Because it's the life. life. And they they had to come to the sanctuary and sacrifice a pet lamb. And that seems so cruel to us. That's right. And yet... That that brought it home. I think of Cain and Abel when they first came uh-huh. to, build, to bring an offering to God. And it was way, way back in history. That's right. And that Abel brought a lamb mm-hmm. without spot and without blemish because mm-hmm. that's what he was instructed. Okay. But Cain, he brought the fruit of the lamb okay. because that was what he did and he that's thought right. that was his best. That's right. And his best it might have been, but it wasn't good enough because there was no blood that was shed. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. through the blood of animals, God pointed towards the promised Savior and substitute Jesus Christ. Interesting. You know, it introduces God of judgment, but That's more right. importantly, it first demonstrates how God deals with the problem of sin. Wow. You okay. know, when okay. Moses built the sanctuary in the desert, did he just make up the idea? No. Or, you know, where did he get the idea from? Well, he got it from God, didn't he? Yes. That's right. God showed him the blueprint, I'm assuming. Yes. All right. Yes. Yeah. In fact, uh-huh. um, let me jump ahead. I think you're probably going to ask this question yeah, anyway. Okay. Mm-hmm. But he got the plans yes. from God. From God. You know, okay. and we see that in Exodus 25, 9. And what does it say? It says, according to all that I show you, okay. that is the pattern of yes. the tabernacle and yes. the pattern of all its furnishing, just so you shall make it. Wonderful. So God was giving the instructions. He showed Moses a pattern or a design how to build the sanctuary in the desert, and he was very particular as to how it was to be done with very clear and exact instructions. So the measurements. Yeah, everything. The wood? Oh, the, the curtains? Yes. All right. And and look, if we had time, I yes. think we'd mean, how long have we been studying up at Birdwood? Now, let me see, probably about eight weeks now on the sanctuary. Okay. And it took us six weeks to get in to the, the courtyard because okay. we discussed all the tents around and we discussed the, the curtains. They all meant something. Can, can, I, can I just uh, stop you there for a minute? Yeah. Now, someone might be listening and they probably have no idea or have never heard of the sanctuary mm. or the temple yes. or the tabernacle. Now, so the sanctuary was this tent. It Pre- was literally, a tent it was a tent to desert. begin with in yes. the desert. Yes. And um, so it had divisions of rooms. Yes. And that signified stages of holiness. Is that correct? Yes. And yes. so, and so, what you're referring to as the courtroom was the first room which you entered into, isn't the courtyard, it? Courtyard. Okay. The outer and, court. And, and what you're saying, from what I have understood, is that these, the, the, this plan was actually from God. Yes. And God was trying to teach the Israelites a lesson. Yes. And that was 
the plan of salvation you said. Yes, and also right. the fact that God was dwelling with them. Uh, okay, and the fact that God wanted wonderful. That yes, well, this this is you, this is good. You've mentioned something. You said it okay. was a tent. Okay. Yes, when we think of the word temple, we often think of a building. A building. A building. That's right. That's right. But when it was first instituted, it was a tent. A tent. Okay. And it was portable. Wonderful. And on on all the furniture, God had made provision for them to be carried. That's right. And and it's just absolutely amazing. So what happened was they they would be told by God when to move. Okay. So they'd pack everything up. Yep. That would be particular people who had to do particular jobs. That's right. Then they would move and then they would rest. Wonderful. And, you know, the same as they had the cloud at night and the fire, mm-hmm. or the fire at night, I should say. Okay. Um, they knew, and they knew while there was um, in, in the most important place in the sanctuary, uh-huh. it's what we call the most holy the most place, holy. and they could see God's glory shining. Wonderful. And, so. and Helen, are, are you able then, because I'm a visual person. So am I. Oh, wonderful. Are you able to just maybe walk us through briefly and quickly because we don't have much time? Just so I can picture it, you know, entering it myself. What are some of the elements okay. you know, that, that, that we find in the sanctuary? Mm-hmm. All right. Let's just have a, have a look. Okay. You have three sections. Yes. Right. Now, I've already just mentioned the outer court. Okay. Okay. So you've got a big, big curtain That's around, right. a white right. curtain, yes. which symbolizes purity. In a rectangular, purity. I'm assuming? Yes. Okay. Yes. Yeah. And, um, yeah, I don't deal much in meters, so it's very hard for me <laughs> it's to, all right. it's to all right. say. I'm from the old school. That's all but right. as you enter the gate, and uh-huh. the gate symbolized Jesus. He All said, right. you know, that he gate. was the way, yeah. the truth, and the life. All right. Okay. And there were three curtains. There was yes. one at the main part. You okay. enter the court. Yes. Just visualize this. Okay. You had a bra- what they called the brazen altar. Yes. Where the um, animals were sacrificed. That's right. That brazen altar sig- signified or symbolized Jesus mm. when he died okay. on the cross for us. All right. You move forward and you've got the laver. Okay. Now, the laver was a place where the priests washed their hands yes. and feet okay. before they entered into what they called the holy place holy through place. another curtain. All right. Well, it was mm-hmm. called the door. The door, all right. Um, and that labor symbolized when we accept Jesus on the cross, his sacrifice for us, we go into the labor and, and or the labor is symbolized with baptism. That's right. Okay. Okay. Interesting. The, the interesting thing is they only had to wash their feet and hands because when we're baptized, we don't need to be baptized every time we do something wrong. Okay. We mm-hmm. can come mm-hmm. and, you know, to the Lord, it says 1 John 1 9, if yeah. we confess our sins, He's faithful and just to forgive us our sins, cleanse us from all unrighteousness. And that means that we just have to wash our feet. Oh, cool. You know, and what have you. So here we are. Mm -hmm. We're at the door of the holy place. Now, there are two two apartments to this place. You go in through the door, which Jesus says, here's the door. door. We go in, and on the right side, you'll see what they called a table of showbread. That's right. Okay. <coughs> Excuse me. There was Sorry. twelve mm-hmm. loaves symbolizing the twelve tribes. Okay. And something that our group has learned that it had frankincense on it. All right. Which was a, mm-hmm. a sweet aroma to That's God. Right. That's right. Now that bread was changed every. There was bread on the table all the time, yeah. symbolizing our Bible study, of course. Okay. We we have that every day. That's right. But on Sabbath they would change the bread. So it would be fresh bread. The priests would get the old bread to eat. But the fresh bread, it's like on a Sabbath for us. It means that we're having a fresh study with Christ. Beautiful. So so a Sabbath is the seventh day. Yes. 
biblically. Thank you. All right. Thank you, okay. Fabiana. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then um, we had, if we moved around that holy place, we yeah. come across the altar of incense. All right. And that's the prayers. And that's just outside the next curtain. Mm. And so the incense, the smell would go over the top. Okay. That's also symbolic, not only of Jesus' intercessory prayers for us. It's that's symbolic right. of us praying. Wonderful. And praying for the Holy Spirit in our life and praying for others. That's we right. move around a little bit more. There's a golden candlestick. The menorah, nice. mm-hmm. and there, there is um, seven or three shafts on either side. Yes. Again, linked into the main shaft. So That's there's right. six linked yes. into the main one, which symbolizes Jesus. Wonderful. And again, it's also symbolic of us sharing our light. Wow. Jesus said, I am the bread, mm-hmm. I am the light. Wonderful. Right. And yes. so that's the holy place. Yes. Now, once and it was the priest that would go into there. Okay. okay. So the sinner would sacrifice at the at the, um, at the burnt offering altar. Yeah, okay. mm-hmm. The priest would come and he'd clean his feet and hands. Yeah. Yeah. He would enter the holy place with some of the blood, mm-hmm. so that he, he was being presented. That's right. Okay. And then we come to the part of the most holy place. Mm-hmm. Again, there was a curtain. That's right. And it symbolised Christ. Mm-hmm. It was called the veil. The veil. And you just didn't see behind that veil. No. A priest would. Okay. Go in once a year. That's right. And in there you would find what they called the Ark of the Covenant. Right. The Shekinah Glory. Shekinah Glory. And and, yeah. and it was just amazing. It's called the Mercy Seat as well. Mm-hmm. Because and in there they have some they have the Ten Commandments. Yes. They had some manna, yes. which is what the Israelites were fed on miraculously by God. Wow. And there was Aaron's Rod, um, yeah. rod his yeah. that budded. budded. That's okay. called the most holy place. Yeah. Wonderful. So if you wanted to bring it down to us today, mm-hmm. you're coming in, you're, you're outside the gate. When we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Right. We come in, we accept his, mm-hmm. we accept his sacrifice. Mm-hmm. We, be, we are baptized. That's we right. come into the home. That means that we're justified, just mm-hmm. as if we'd never sinned. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then we come into the holy place right. and we have the Christian walk, mm-hmm. the daily study, the prayers, the light, That's right. which we call sanctification. Mm-hmm. And then you go into the most holy place mm-hmm. and that is, you know, we will now we can see through the veil okay. because when Jesus died, yes. God cut that veil in two. All right. Well, well, I think I have a and question we're going around to come that. To yes, that. Go, yes, I'm yes. sorry. I'm just. That's all right. You're excited. That's I'm so good. excited about it. That's good. All, all right. Yes. But yeah, I, I love that. Now I can kind of picture. Can you see that? Yeah. The the uh, the, um, the sanctuary itself. Yes. It's, it's quite amazing. Now, so we are told in Leviticus 4:33 that uh, the, the sinner will bring. Uh, uh, his hand when he has sinned of course he will bring a, a, um, a lamb without blemish so he'll yes. bring the lamb and he'll place his hands on the lamb why without blemish because he will represent Christ once again isn't it yep, so, thanks. So, because I yes. think later on John says behold the lamb of God who takes Absolutely. away our care so Jesus takes away yep. our sins alright I see so there is a pattern here yes. okay so so the sinner will place his hands on, yes. the, on the lamb and then you know confess his sins and so forth and, and then on goes the priest and is the you know the priest you know uh, sacrifices the animal <coughs> the um the lamb is killed or slain who has to do that yeah that's that, i'm wondering it's who does it it's the sinner wow. and and do you know why actually I, I i i was thinking about this point my youngest brother is a vegetarian today but do you know why or, or at least what met him you know, start thinking hmm. about becoming a vegetarian simply because one day he saw a chicken being killed mm-hmm. 
and saw it on the table as a meal. And, he, and from that day onwards, he said, I'm not going to eat that again. And I'm not going to eat meat again. Simply yeah. because he felt that. And the reason why I share that is simply because I can only imagine what the sinner would have felt like. Imagine walking through the camp. That's right. You're carrying your pet lamp right. and right. everybody looking at you and That's they right. say, oh, he's done something wrong, you know. Oh, yeah, all eyes on you. Can you imagine it? And then you get there and this is a lamb that you've raised. That's right. I, I, I would find that, I tell you, I just want to cry when I think about it. Mm-hmm. You know, that here was a spotless lamb right. and they, you know, as you said, they laid their hand on the head of the sin offering. Leviticus mm-hmm. 4.33 tells us, right. laid their hand on the head of the sin offering and kill it mm. as a sin offering at the place where they kill the burnt offering. Right. That, it would be so, so hard Today, we don't think of that lamb being slain. No, no. And yet Jesus, that represented Jesus. I cannot, Fabiano, now since I've studied the sanctuary, I cannot look at a picture of Christ on the cross without seeing the altar, a burnt wow, offering wow, with a lamb on it. Wow, wow. And that made such an impression on me Definitely. and on my heart, you know. And thus, well, as we talked about, the sin is literally transferred or symbolically mm. from the guilty sinner to the innocent lamb, lamb. then to the priest Mm -hmm. who takes the blood into the sanctuary. You know, the sinner walks away free from the penalty of sin, the debt being paid by the lamb. You know, the Bible also says the wages of sin is death. death. And we've heard that before. And so the lamb died instead of us or in the place of the sinner. And sin is a real messy business, I tell you. And although we don't always understand its full impact today, the Israelites back back then, they certainly did. We'll just just take a short break. And if you have been following, I would just like you to think about how it would have felt like to take your most precious little cute animal, lamb, in this in this situation, and take that, lay your hands on it, confess all your sins, and then kill it. I think that would have been quite a moving picture. No, absolutely. Uh, and, but but once again, that what that 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 um, lesson was to help us understand the cost of sin. Thank you so much for uh, for, for following uh, this discussion. And let's just take a quick break, and we'll be right back. Our team here at Faith FM want to encourage you to be God's hands and feet in your communities, to stay positive, and to stay connected in this virus season. Remember to call your friends and family and ask if there's anything they need, whether it's food, some toilet paper, or just a chat. Little things like this make a big difference to loved ones who just want to know that you're safe and sound. Welcome, welcome again, my friend who are following on Faith FM. And here we are uh, discussing the topic of the temple, the Old Testament temple, also known as the sanctuary or the tabernacle. We'd like to once again uh, ask or that, that, that you stay with us and follow as, as Helen unpacks this truth for us. It's quite amazing. Now, Helen, on which pattern was the Jewish sanctuary modeled? On the heavenly sanctuary. Heavenly sanctuary. Yes. Right, right. Because I think it, the author Paul in Hebrew helps us to understand that. Yes, isn't he it? Does. When, when, when he says, Now this is the main point of the things we are saying. We have such a high priest who is seated at the right hand of the throne of the majesty in the heavens, in the heavens, a minister of the sanctuary and of the true tabernacle, uh, uh, which uh, the Lord erected and not man. 
Well, therefore, it's ridiculous, really, or pointless, let me say that way, mm-hmm. to start building a new temple. That's right. In Jerusalem, okay. because okay. the true sanctuary, which you've just read, yes. the true sanctuary has already been built. It is in heaven. All end right. time prophecies, right. uh, Fabiana, they describe the temple in heaven, not on earth. Not on earth. So yeah. we look now to a temple in heaven. Yes. Wow, that's quite amazing. So what did Jesus do in the courtyard of, the, of this earth? So we, you have told us uh, that, uh, that every element oh, and yes. movement in the sanctuary pointed to Jesus. So we're going to walk through this now. Uh, so what did Jesus do in the courtyard here on earth? Well, you mentioned before that um, John the Baptist made a statement. Yes. It's recorded in John one twenty nine. It says, Behold, yes. the Lamb of God who takes away the sin, sin of That's the right. world. Right. So when John the Baptist, who came and prepared the way for Jesus' ministry, when he saw Jesus, he recognized who Jesus was. And I believe that was through the Holy Spirit. Wow. And also what his mission and ministry was. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. Jesus actually became the innocent lamb, the perfect sacrifice, the one who actually took away your sin and my sin. The sanctuary sacrifices were just a symbol of what Jesus would do. Mm. They didn't take away the people's sin completely. You know, because we're told that in Hebrews. That's right. But it was their faith in the Messiah who would come that was important. Only when when Jesus died on that cross, Fabiano, where our sins paid for. And I say amen and hallelujah. Amen. You know, because up up until that time, the people were forgiven because of the faith in the one that would come. But, you know, they looked forward to that. That's right. And we can look back on the cross Mm, and we can see where it's come to fruition. So the lamb in the temple was Jesus who came and took away our sin. And how does the furniture in the sanctuary represent Jesus? Well, um, as I've said before, Jesus Mm -hmm. was the bread. Yes. The table of showbread showed us that. Yes. Um, The altar of incense, well, he prays for it to intercede. He prayed to his father in the garden of Gethsemane. Mm -hmm. He prays for us. He prayed for unity for us. Yes. Um, The seven-branched candlestick, well, that was the light of the world, it also was kept alight, and we believe that was the Holy Spirit. Yeah, yeah. Um, not that was symbolic of the Holy Spirit, I should say. Right. And we are the light of the work world. We had the altar burnt offering, of course, that symbolised the cross. Okay. That He died on the laver. That's right. Um, the cleansing that Christ does for us. That's right. Cleanses all our sins. Mm-hmm. And also then you've got the Ark of the Covenant, which wow. is a mercy seed. Wonderful. That's where justice and mercy met. Praise God. You know, Praise it's God. Just, it's just yeah. beautiful. So we, you know, you just walked us through the... Very quickly I did yeah, that. The I'm furniture. Sorry. No, it's yes. all right. Oh, yes. We don't have much time. But, and we know that there was also another individual within this sanctuary uh, work uh, on earth. And, that, and, and a very important person, and that was a high priest. Absolutely. Do we have a high priest today? Absolutely. Okay. And the beautiful part about it is is it is Jesus. If okay. we look up Hebrews four, yes. fourteen to sixteen, it okay. says, Seeing then that we have a great high priest okay. who's passed through the heavens, Jesus, yes. the yes. Son of God, let us hold fast our confession. Okay. You know, a priest is still necessary, yes. but however, not on this earth. Not on this earth. Jesus is our high priest. That's he right. stands before God mm-hmm. and is the go-between or mediator between us and God. Mm-hmm. And the interesting thing is that when he walked on this earth, he yes. walked and he knew the temptations That's right. that we experience. That's right. You know, so he understood 
from a little baby all the way up. So no one has an excuse. That's right. And say he doesn't understand. <laughs> Can you unpack yeah. a little bit more of what he's doing as a high priest in the heavenly sanctuary so, so we get a, a bit more understanding? Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, to start with, of course, uh, not to start with, Jesus is our high priest. Yes. And we're told in Hebrews 7.25, he is also able to yes. save to the uttermost, sometimes I say guttermost, guttermost all right. the uttermost, those who come to God through him, since yes. he always lives to make intercession for them. But, so uh-huh. that's that's part of his priestly duties. Okay. Just like an earthly priest, yes. um, he was a mediator between man and God. The key okay. role of Jesus as our high priest right. is to bring us the benefit of his sacrifice, that's salvation right. from sin. Mm-hmm. He's the link between human frailty okay. and divine immortality. So to reach God, you have to go through Jesus. Absolutely. But because he has died on the cross and that veil was broken or cut, and we can now boldly come into the throne of Of grace and the throne of God. Wonderful. You know, we don't need to go to an earthly priest. Mm. You know, we have a heavenly priest. Wow, praise God. And uh, as I think of it, you know, you you, you told us that... uh, you know, uh, in the Old Testament, there were these apartments and the, the high priest could not enter mm-hmm. uh, the most holy. But now you just told us that the curtain was rented to. So we have now the access through Jesus. Is, is yes. that what you're saying? All right. Yes. Interesting. Yes. That's, I love the, 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 the fact that Jesus is our mediator. I mean, he's the one who paid for our price and he's the one who died in our place. Yes. Really. What a what a love! Hence, hence John says in John fifteen, greater love hath none than this that one who laid down his life for his friends. It yeah. is quite amazing. When you think of it, though, he laid down his life for everybody, for friends, everyone, enemies, everyone. whatever. That's it right. says even while we were yet sinners, God Christ loved died us. for us. Wow! Praise God! And and you know, listeners, if anyone can get that into your head, mm-hmm. it doesn't matter what you've done in the past. It doesn't right. matter what you you've done this morning. Mm. If you will come to God now boldly, come boldly. to Him, yes, yes. thank Him for the sacrifice of mm-hmm. His Son, mm-hmm. accept that yes. and confess your sins to him my friend he will cover you with his his goodness that's right you know it's just incredible i'm going to throw a question at you oh, i don't you? know if you're ready for this <laughs> one of those <laughs> someone has asked is there furniture in heaven is there wood in heaven there is no need for the wood in heaven, to okay. be, be honest with you, because the wood, <laughs> that was a question out of the, <laughs> by, uh, the left side. I, I, the, wood, right. the wood in the ark on earth symbolized the humanity of Christ. All right. It was overlaid right. with gold, That's symbolizing good. the divinity, mm, because mm. he was fully human, but That's he right. was fully divine. It is yes. combined. That's right. That's so right. why would we actually need, need wood? No. No. So it's complete divine. That's right. So the earthly That's what I believe. No, same here. The earthly yeah. was just a model. Yes. The true sanctuary in heaven is beyond what we can even begin to, 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 to comprehend. Yeah, the one on earth That's was right. an object lesson. Uh, just an object lesson. Yes. That's right. And, Absolutely. And, and Christ's ministry in heaven is, you know, supersedes that of the uh priest here on earth. All right. And so what was the Day of Atonement, because I know that uh, today the Jews still um, um, uh, remember or, or, or celebrate or go through the ritual of the Day of Atonement. Okay. What was all that well, about? You, you think of the word atonement. atonement. It's like 
at one minute. At one minute. You know, oh, right. if you can't split it down. Yeah. And it was the 10th day of the seventh month. Okay. In Leviticus twenty three twenty seven, that tells yes. us that that shall be the day of atonement. It shall be a holy convocation, yes. holy meeting for you. You shall afflict your souls and offer an offering made by fire to the yes. Lord. Yes. So once a year, the high priest yeah. entered the most holy place. Wonderful. To ceremonially clean the sanctuary from the yeah. record of sin It's sort of been gathered throughout the year uh-huh. If you can visualize that okay. There was a sinner to the lamb The lamb of blood to the priest The priest into the temple mm. And so there was a day of judgment okay. The people of Israel would afflict their souls right. Making sure there were no specific sins yeah. That were unconfessed or unforsaken That's okay. important that That's we do right. that too right. mm-hmm. They needed to be sure they had repented right. you know, Of everything and confessed everything they had done wrong and I'm not saying you go out and confess that to everybody down the street. No. What I'm saying is you confess it to God. To God. And right. if there were unknown, unconfessed sins after that day, you know, if anything, sorry, if anything was known but left unconfessed, I should say, mm. they were to be cut off wow. from the people of Israel. It was special. It was significant. That's right. You know, That's so right. if we go on to Leviticus 16, 7 to 10, mm-hmm. We'll see what what was actually done on That's that right. Day of Atonement. Right. Do you have your Bible there at all? I do not have one, but I can actually open it. Yes, uh, yes, I can okay. open it. Thank God to take you know technology, technology today. <laughs> yes, you want me to open to uh, Leviticus, Leviticus sixteen? Right? Yeah. All right, Leviticus fifteen. Sixteen. Oh, sixteen. All yeah. right, which verse? Seven to ten. Seven to ten. Okay, uh, sixteen. Seven to ten. All right. You want me to read it? Yes, please. Right, all right. He shall take the two goats and present them before the Lord at the door of the tabernacle of meeting. So this is the priest who will do this. All right. Then Aaron shall cast lots for the two goats, one lot for the Lord and the other, and the other lot for the scapegoat. And Aaron shall bring the goat on which the Lord's lot fell and offer it as a sin offering. Uh, verse 10. But the goat on which the Lord fell to be the scapegoat shall be presented alive before the Lord to make an atonement upon it and to let it go as the scapegoat into the wilderness. Can you jump down to verse 20? Verse 20. To 22. All right. Verse 20 to 22. And it says, And when he has made an end of atoning for the holy place, the tabernacle of meeting and the altar, he shall bring the live goat. Aaron shall lay both his hands on the head of the live goat, confess over, confess over it all the iniquities of the children of Israel and all their transgressions concerning all their sins, putting them on the head of the, of the goat and shall send it away into the wilderness by the hand of a suitable man or a strong man. All right. Okay, now we can read more. Yes. Um, yes. And possibly if you're doing a study, you would want yeah. to go into it a lot more. That's right. But let's just have a look. We've got two goats. Two One goats. was the Lord's goat That's right. that was sacrificed. That's right. And we've got the scapegoat, mm. which had the sins of the people symbolically transferred onto it. Yes. And that was sent out into the wilderness yes. to die a lonely death. Mm. But notice that the first, the Lord's goat, died as a sacrifice for the sin of the people wow. because the scripture said the wages of sin is. Death. It's death. All and right. then the live goat, called the scapegoat, receives the responsibility wow. of the sins 
remember, you know, that the penalty had to be paid. It's led away into a deserted or uninhabited place and let go. And who is the one that is is the originator of sin? Satan. Okay, so what is going to happen on that great final judgment day? Wait, are you saying that all the sins will be placed upon him? It's symbolic, yes. Right. He will will the responsibility for it all. Oh, right. And he will be, if you like, banished. Yeah, okay. You know, and we could go on to that, but that'll be another study, I'm sure. We we don't have the time. If I can quickly (laughs) just say, he'll be banished for a thousand years and ultimately die in a lake of fire. Okay. And he will be no more. Praise the Lord for that. That's right. I don't know about you, but anyway. I, I thank God. It sounds like. God has it all together. He has laid it out for us through the sanctuary, and we can study these beautiful lessons. And we know the end from the beginning. Yes. Uh, and and uh, I've read well, the, the end. The begi- oh, that's right. <laughs> oh, yeah. And and, and, uh, and uh, so Jesus is at the center of the sanctuary. Yes. And Jesus is the Lamb slain from the foundation yes. of the world. Let's quickly take a short break, and then we'll come back, and then we'll probably wind up the study. Thank you so much, Helen. Let's just take a few minutes. Thank you. Oh, 
quite an amazing journey with Helen as we as we were just studying the sanctuary. Here once again is Faith FM. Welcome again, listener. It's been quite an amazing journey uh, through the sanctuary as we've been studying with um, Helen. And Helen has helped us understand some beautiful lessons and wonderful truths that come from the sanctuary and has helped us to understand that we have a sanctuary in heaven and we need not look to another here on earth and that Jesus has paid the price. But we ended on this note, Helen, that there was a day of atonement. Just before I go to my final question, are we living today in the antitypical day of atonement? I just thought I would throw in that question because it's, a, it's, a, it's one that I'm interested yeah, to, to, to So you want to you. know where we are in the right. timeline? Yes. Where do you believe that we are? Well, I, I believe we are there because, <laughs> because if Jesus has finished the work, the first yes. phase of his ministry, we must be living in the antitypical day of atonement. You would certainly believe, yeah, yeah. you know, that's right. that. That's right. Um, he is in heaven now, of course. He yes. is settling the matter. He's going to bring his reward with him. So mm. there has to be what we call an investigative judgment that's going right. on right now. Our cases right have been decided. Now. Absolutely. Absolutely. Right. But we have a beautiful message in the gospel, which is calling everyone to receive Jesus as the Lord and yes. Savior, isn't it? Yes. Wonderful. So. To, to finish this discussion, what makes Jesus our perfect high priest for today? Okay, I did mention before, but let me mention again. Yes, Hebrews 2.17 says, Therefore in all things he had to be made like his brethren, that he might be a merciful and faithful high priest in things pertaining to God to make propitiation for the sins of the people. And again in Hebrews 4.15 it says, For we do not have a high priest who cannot sympathize with our weaknesses, but was in all points tempted as we we are right. yet without, without sin. sin. All right. So therefore we can come boldly to the throne of grace. Mm. Jesus understands our weakness and is full of mercy and sympathy when we confess our sins. Wow. Because he faced the temptations. That's right. He understands how hard it is to stay true to God under pressure. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I think we've got three points yeah, to remember yeah. mm-hmm. here. And then I want to finish off with a story yes, if I may have please time. Please do. Yes, please do. Okay, three points to remember. The sanctuary demonstrates the plan of salvation. Mm-hmm. The sanctuary outlines how God solves the problem of sin and the heavenly sanctuaries where Jesus now ministers to bring us salvation. Praise God. So let me tell you a story. An archaeologist visited a pottery store in Egypt. This man had seen thousands of pots so he was doubtful anything would interest him. Then he fixed his eyes on a pot that was absolutely exquisite. The colours were just outstanding. All shades of crimson and red swirling around the perimeter of this pot. The man asked the potter how much it was because he wanted to buy it. Mm-hmm. Oh, no, I could never, ever sell that pot. Mm-hmm. But why not? What is so special about it, said the man. And so the potter began to tell the story, the story of how he was on the potter's wheel one day. And as he got a new piece of clay, he threw it on the wheel and started to try and mold it. But the trouble was the clay was so tough that it, it wouldn't mold. It just stayed in a hard lump. Mm -hmm. So after about 15 minutes of trying, the potter got so exasperated, he threw the piece of clay on the ground and tried another bit. Mm. I guess you can see that in your mind's eye because I certainly can. After a while, the potter picked picked up back up that stubborn clay and he tried again. Mm -hmm. And this process continued for over many hours. Mm -hmm. But on the eighth try, something remarkable happened. 
And Potter put so much effort into it that is, as the clay moved around the wheel, one of the sharp stones in the clay slashed the palm of his hand. And as that blood worked into its way into the clay, the Potter found that the clay began to go soft. He found he could mould it, and he ended up making the most beautiful pot with all those wonderful colours. Mm. He said, I couldn't sell that pot to you. He said, that pot has my blood in it. Wow. To me, it is priceless. You know, the story really tells us the value of Jesus and his commitment to us. How about we have prayer? Yes, amen. Loving Heavenly Father, Lord, we are so, so grateful. We're grateful that you condescended to allow your son to come to this earth, Mm. to lay aside the divinity, to die as a human on that cross. Mm. But as God, he was raised again. And he's made a, a way for us and that we can spend eternity with us. Lord, help us to look into the sanctuary with new eyes. Help us to see Jesus right the way through, to accept Jesus on the cross, to walk through the waters of baptism if we've not done it before. Mm -hmm. Father, also as we enter into the holy place to study on a daily basis your word and and learn more about Jesus, to be able to come before your throne boldly in prayer and know he is praying for us and mediating too. Mm. To come to the candle, to the light. Jesus is the light. He took away the darkness of this world. Mm. And may we be used as a reflection of that light. Mm. And as we come into the, the most holy place, Lord, we thank you we can come boldly to your throne. We thank you that your ear is inclined to hear our prayer. Mm. And we thank you, Lord, for answering our prayer on behalf of all our listeners today. Mm. Father, I pray that when Jesus comes in those clouds of glory, that not one will be missing, that sin will be finished, Father. Mm. The scapegoat will be finished. The responsibility for sin will go in with Satan into the lake of fire, and we can spend eternity with you. Father, I pray that the listeners that are listening right now will give their hearts to you, that none will be missing when you come in those clouds. Thank you for the opportunity of sharing, and may we bring honor and glory and praise to you and you alone. I pray in the loving name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Dear friend, thank you for staying with us. This was Faith FM, Positively Different, on our theme of end time events. And so this has been a wonderful discussion on the Temple with Helen, uh, uh, hosted by Fabiano Nyonghuru. And we, uh, we would like to invite you to continue listening on this, in this series. And we believe that you will be blessed. Once again, Jesus is committed to serving you. Would you accept him today? Thank you and God bless.